Whether you've done it before or not, the challenge of buying a home can be incredibly daunting. It's tempting to either just go with the first place that falls in your price range or continue to rent. To help you demystify the process and get the most out of this purchase, let's examine what you'll need to consider before you buy, what you can expect from the buying process itself, and some handy tips to make life easier after you move into your home. Welcome back to another episode of Living Fire. If you never want to miss an upload, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Considerations before you buy. The first thing you'll need to determine is what your long-term goals are. Then consider how home ownership fits in with those plans. Some folks are simply looking to transform all those wasted rent payments into mortgage payments that actually lead to owning something tangible. Others see home ownership as a sign of their independence and enjoy the idea of being their own landlord. Then there's the issue of thinking of buying a home as an investment. Narrowing down your big picture home ownership goals will point you in the right direction. Here are six questions to ask yourself. Number one, what type of home best suits your needs? You have several options when purchasing a residential property, a traditional single family home, a townhouse, a condominium, a cooperative, or a multifamily building with two to four units. Each option has its pros and cons depending on your home ownership goals. It's up to you to decide which type of property will help you reach those goals. You can also save on the purchase price in any category by choosing a fixer-upper, although the amount of time, sweat equity, and money involved to turn a fixer-upper into your dream home might be much more than you bargained for. Number two, what specific features will your ideal home have? While it's good to retain some flexibility in this list, you're making perhaps the biggest purchase of your life. You deserve to have that purchase fit both your needs and wants as closely as possible. Your list should include basic desires like neighborhood and size, all the way down to smaller details like bathroom layout and a kitchen that comes with trustworthy appliances. Real estate websites can be a valuable tool for researching properties that satisfy your desires and requirements for your new home. Number three, what size of mortgage do you qualify for? Before you start shopping, it's important to get an idea of how much a lender will actually be willing to lend you to purchase your first home. You may think you can afford a $300,000 place, but lenders may think you're only good for $200,000. Depending on factors like how much other debt you have, your monthly income, and how long you've been at your current job. Make sure to get pre-approved for a loan before placing an offer on a home. In many instances, sellers will not even entertain an offer that's not accompanied by a mortgage pre-approval. In addition, many realtors will not spend time with clients who haven't clarified how much they can afford to spend. Begin by researching lenders and comparing interest rates and fees. Then, submit your application for a mortgage and include the supporting documentation requested by your lender to verify your income and debt. The buying process. Now that you've decided to take the plunge, let's explore what you can expect from the home buying process itself. This is a chaotic time with offers and counter offers flying furiously, but if you are prepared for the hassle and the paperwork, you can get through the process with your sanity more or less intact. Here is the basic progression that you can expect. Number one, find a home. Make sure to take advantage of all the available options for finding homes on the market, including using your buyer's agent, searching for listings online, and driving around the neighborhoods that interest you in search of for sale signs. Also, put some feelers out there with your friends, family, and business contacts. You never know where a good reference or lead on a home might come from. 
Once you're seriously shopping around for a home, don't walk into an open house without having an agent or at least being prepared to throw out the name of someone you're supposedly working with. You can see how it might not work in your best interest to start dealing with a seller's agent before contacting one of your own. If you're on a budget, look for homes whose full potential has yet to be realized. Even if you can't afford to replace the hideous wallpaper in the bathroom now, it might be worth it to live with the ugliness for a while in exchange for getting into a house you can afford. If the home otherwise meets your needs, in terms of the big things that are difficult to change, such as location and size, don't let physical imperfections turn you away. First-time home buyers should look for a house they can add value to, as this ensures a bump in equity to help them up the property ladder. Number two, consider your financing options and secure financing. It'll behoove you to make sure your personal finances are in order. Generally, in order to qualify for a home loan, you have to have good credit, a history of paying your bills on time, and a maximum debt-to-income ratio of 43%. Lenders these days generally prefer to limit housing expenses, principal, interest, taxes, and homeowners insurance to about 28% of the borrower's monthly gross income, though this figure can vary widely depending on the local real estate market. Once you've settled on a lender and applied, the lender will verify all of the financial information provided, checking credit scores, verifying employment information, calculating debt-to-income ratios, etc. The lender can pre-approve the borrower for a certain amount. Be aware that even if you have been pre-approved for a mortgage, your loan can fall through at the last minute if you do something to alter your credit score, like financing a car purchase. Don't be bound by loyalty to your current financial institution when seeking a pre-approval or searching for a mortgage. Shop around, even if you only qualify for one type of loan. Fees can be surprisingly varied, as can mortgage interest rates, which of course have a major impact on the total price you pay for your home. Number three, make an offer. Your buyer's agent will help you decide how much money you want to offer for the house, along with any conditions you want to ask for, like having the buyer pay for your closing costs. Your agent will then present the offer to the seller's agent. The seller will either accept your offer or issue a counter offer. You can then accept or continue to go back and forth until you either reach a deal or decide to call it quits. Before submitting your offer, take another look at your budget. This time, factor in estimated closing costs, which can total anywhere from 2 to 5% of the purchase price, commuting costs, and any immediate repairs and mandatory appliances you may need before you can move in. Also, think ahead. It is easy to be ambushed by higher or unexpected utility costs, property taxes, or neighborhood association fees, especially if you're moving from a rental or an apartment situation where you haven't encountered these things before. You might request the water and energy bills from the past 12 months to get an idea of the average monthly outlay. If you reach an agreement, you'll make a good faith deposit and the process then transitions into escrow. Escrow is a short period of time, often about 30 days, where the seller takes the house off the market with the contractual expectation that you will buy the house, provided you don't find any serious problems with it when you inspect it. Number four, obtain a home inspection. Even if the home you plan to purchase appears to be flawless, there is no substitute for having a trained professional inspect your potential new home for the quality, safety, and overall condition. If the home inspection reveals serious defects that the seller did not disclose, you'll generally be able to rescind your offer and get your deposit back. Negotiating to have the seller make their repairs or discount the selling price are other options if you find yourself in this situation. Number five, close or move on. If you're able to work out a deal with the seller, or better yet, 
If the inspection didn't reveal any significant problems, you should be ready to close. Closing basically involves signing a ton of paperwork in a very short time period and hoping that nothing falls through at the last minute. Things you'll be dealing with and paying for in the final stages of your purchase may include having the home appraised. Mortgage companies require this to protect their interest in the house, doing a title search to make sure that no one other than the seller has a claim to the property, obtaining private mortgage insurance, or a piggyback loan if your down payment is less than 20%, and completing the mortgage paperwork. And with that, we've reached the end of this episode, including everything there is to know as a beginner homeowner. Do you own a home? or are interested in buying one, get involved and let us know in the comments section down below. If you enjoyed this one and found it helpful, remember to leave a like on the video and to subscribe to Living Fire for even more amazing videos just like this one. Thank you for watching and we'll see you in the next one.